Oh, hello there, friends. What's up, folks? I didn't see you there. <laughs> hello, folks. <laughs> Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, episode 224 on this wonderful September 5th. Um, Oh, Jesus Christ, I need to do that all over again. I'm an idiot. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to Respawn Eight Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Apple Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam, and today we have us with us the wonderful Bugs Bunny himself. Hey, Chad. how duty, all of you people. Uh, bun, bunny of bugs here. I'm Chad Michael Ennis. You should have heard the intro I did for the Barf episode. Actually, you probably did because I think you were watching it, but, oh man, it was a doozy. It was not a good one either. Hey, guess what? Let's do this one more time because I forgot to hit record on Audacity. <laughs> Welcome I to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Apple Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam, and today we have with, with us Bugs Bunny. I'm doing it again. Chad. <laughs> What's up, nurses? Can't say oh, doc. This it's is copyrighted. Hey, I'm yeah, Chad. This Michael is a mess. <laughs> I'm so sorry, folks. I am. Uh, I just had orange leaf, and I'm, I'm loopy. I don't know what's going on. What is orange you, leaf? You, you mentioned that thing to me, and I thought yeah. it was like an orange that was sitting on like I don't know a leaf of your table. What is orange? No. Is that different? It is frozen yogurt. <gasps> oh, okay. Got it. So you go when you pull your own thing. They put their toppings on. So like Baskin Robbins or whatever, but it's yogurt. So it's more healthy. No, it's Doc. Not. It's it's delicious though. It is great. It's I always fantastic. I always over top. Anytime I get frozen yogurt, it's just like a little bit of base ice cream and then just like a ton of fucking Reese's and Oreos and gummy bears in there. It's like, sir, do you just want graham crackers? We can just give you these. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to pay $8 for a little bit of ice cream and a couple of graham crackers. That's what I want. It's insane. Uh, you catch us on twitch.tv slash idiots Sunday evenings at 8.30 Eastern Time. YouTube and podcast services Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern. It's going to be a fun show today. Now that everything's together and I don't, you know, I'm not so loopy. Oh, man, we're in, we're in for a treat, folks. Uh, <laughs> upcoming today, we have PS5 has a showcase coming up. That's really exciting. <gasps> it's wild. Um, Horizon Forbidden West and the saga that happened with that this week. Oh, boy. Uh, Marvel Midnight Suns, some Alan Wake news, and Game Boy Color games coming to Switch Online. What? It's crazy. We'll see. But anyways, we'll go ahead and get into our main quest for the show. PlayStation 5 finally announced the PS5 PlayStation Showcase. Uh, Sony has announced PlayStation Co Showcase 2021, broadcast on September 9th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. The event promises to be offer a sneak peek at the future of PS5 with updates from PlayStation Studios and industry-leading devs. It'll be about 40 minutes long and will show off games releasing this holiday and beyond. PSVR 2 will not be there, sadly to say. I love that they say. explicitly called that out at the, bottom of the, the, get at the very bottom of the blog post. By the way, next-gen PlayStation is not going to be there for all of you people. Get those like, expectations in right up front. I love it. Absolutely. Um, before we get into this more, first of all, super cool that we get it. This is basically what we were missing at E3. So like yeah. Sony had the Horizon one right before, but it's like, hey, where's the big news? And here we are. You know, they do it on their own time, and that's completely fine. Do your thing. I'm going to let you, before we get into talking more about this, go ahead and throw this David Jaffe tweet yeah. at me as I try to get my brain together, because I'm literally losing my shit right now. So I was... I was um, Holden, I guess, has become best friends with David Jaffe somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's always texting me like, David Jaffe just said this about blah, blah, blah. And so he alerted me to the fact that he's tweeting about this PlayStation showcase and how there's going to be some pretty amazing stuff there. And 
there's also another tweet that David Jaffe put out. He's not sure if it's going to be this one, this specific showcase coming up, but there's a game in development. This could be at there. Those are all the wrong words to say about anything that could be at the showcase. Um, the exact tweet is, here's a useless tweet, but if I don't say something, I will explode. Just found out about a new PlayStation game that they are making. No idea when it'll get unveiled. Maybe next week, maybe not. But just know when it does, people are going to lose their fucking mind. Badass. That, like, right there, gets the hype up a little bit about, you know, the future of PlayStation. It sounds like... Just found out about a new PlayStation game they're making. It sounds like maybe a new IP that people are going to lose their minds on. But um, uh, apparently the rest of it... David Jaffe, for anyone who doesn't know, is the creator of God of War. The original God of War. Um, hasn't worked at PlayStation for a while, but obviously still has connections there, so knows some stuff. That's got... like When they announced the showcase, I was like, cool. We're going to see some more PlayStation stuff. Seeing David Jaffe's reaction to some of this stuff, fucking now I'm on hype level 20 out of 10. Oh. And that's 200%. That's a lot of extra credit. BBDBB, that's not all, folks. <laughs> We're going to keep this going this all night. A, this is a Looney Tunes. Looney Tubes, because we can't say Looney Tunes because it's yeah, copyright. Looney, Looney Tubes episode. Um, my thing that I'm most excited about is that there's sort of a hierarchy so, like, state of play is like, oh, it's a big yeah. deal, but it's normally a thing. Showcase is like, yo, this is, this is the lineup probably of, like, the next year or so. Um, so, I think it'll be cool. I think you'll get big, cool announcements, some really cool indie stuff, updates on stuff we've seen before, but we haven't seen in a while. But, you know, speaking of all that, we're going to go on to Adam's weekly segment. That's what we're calling it now. Perfect. I um, love it. We're going to show out guesses and hopes and dreams for what could possibly be at the PlayStation 5 showcase. So just I, off the dome. Right off the what top, do you, I want to yeah. mention what you just brought up. The name, the hierarchy of the naming. Like, you, it's not a state of play. The last time, I did a little research on this today, and as, as best I could tell, the only time they've ever used the words PlayStation Showcase was during the reveal of the PlayStation 5 stuff last summer. when they And that showcase... I remember reacting to it and be like, that's one of the fucking best conferences, press conferences, showcases, whatever you want to call it, that I've seen in video games, period. They had a, a ton of shit there. Miles Morales, Demon Souls. They had Grand Theft Auto V again for another generation. But yeah. they had Kingdom Bridge of Spirits. All sorts of shit that was shown off there. That like The fact that they're going back to that name for this specific thing, paired with sneak peek at the future of PS5, with updates, blah, 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 blah. I, this is my hopes and my, my big old hope and dream. Games, great. I hope this also means that we get some kind of new like service or software feature. I know this sounds really lame and stupid compared to a game, but I hope we get some new, like the evolution of whatever PlayStation Plus is or the rebranding PlayStation Now and making it more useful and it's included in your membership. Or... Something like that. Like, we're launching our Game Pass competitor. I hope we get some big announcement around PlayStation services or features. Aside from just games, 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 games. That would be nice. You know, again, it's 40 minutes. You don't have to spend 20 minutes on it. You can spend two, not even two, a minute and a half. Uh, that'd be great. Like, I like the PS5. I love the games. My One of my biggest gripes is I think that, like, the UI is hot trash. Um 
like trying to get into voice chat and all that. Like if they're because oh, yeah. I know they were supposed to be doing a deal with Discord. If they announced like, oh, here's how Discord <gasps> oh integration God, is yes. going to work, that'd be fantastic. Because I'd love to do that instead of what they have. Um, yep. Again, yeah, that would go with along with what you're saying. That would be great. Uh, just you know, basic UI updates or just the Discord thing or like I said, turning PlayStation Now into including it with PS Plus and you know PS Plus Plus. Or something. I don't know. That'd be that'd be cool. Because PlayStation now seems interesting. I know people who like it use it, but it's never talked about. Not like Game it's Pass not. is talked and about. It's, it's so like the services. I know, I've been a big uh, PS Now like apologist or supporter, whatever you want to call it. But like the service is good. I I played it when it first came out, and, and it was good. But now it's just it's got over like eight hundred games on it. It's got a bunch of bangers. You can download shit for most of the PS4 titles as well, and. Like, it's good. So I would love for it to get more love and to be more useful and, and widely spread. Although, I think we got numbers like last year sometime that said they actually make more money and, and have more subscribers than Game Pass does, which is su super surprising to me. But I would love to have it become more of a, a definitive pillar of PlayStation like Game Pass has become for Microsoft. Yep, that would be cool. Uh, I'm gonna throw one out here. This is this is a guess and a hope because I think this could happen. I also need it to happen. You know, we start, we get a, it's dark and spooky, whatever, and it pulls up and it's like, oh, that's 60 frames a second. That wasn't a 30 per second uh, trailer, and then it just shoots to a picture of the sky and a big castle, and it just says like Bloodborne PS5 update <gasps> oh, or fuck. Bloodborne on PC and PS5. Just give me Bloodborne that doesn't run. Not the best. I love that game. I want it in 60, for a 4K 60, 100%. So just give me a PS, PS5 port, up res, whatever. Throw it on PC like they have done for a lot of the other exclusive titles. Something so I can play Bloodborne in 60 frames, and I'd be, I'd be super happy. Would you be okay if they said, hey, Bloodborne 2, 4K 60, but if you play Bloodborne 1 on PS5 now, we've actually reduced it to 15 frames a second? Like, would you <laughs> would you be okay? Because you're getting Bloodborne too, but Bloodborne's a worse experience now. Would that be? Would that satisfy you? What a, what a move! Be like, hey, <laughs> we're gonna give you a new one, but we're gonna hamstring the last one. <laughs> I mean, I guess that'd be fine. I suppose that's okay. a weird that's okay. a weird caveat, but sure, go ahead, Sony. PlayStation, they can do anything, man. They can they can disappear Sean Layden off the planet for two years. Okay, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, so that one would be a big one for me. That would be really cool. Um, you get any more? Just throw them out I here. We'll go back and forth. would love to see. We got last year the announcement about, or maybe it was two years ago now, PlayStation Studios. Not PlayStation. Mm -hmm. PlayStation. What do they call their movie arm? I guess it's Studios, right? PlayStation Productions. Oh. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and we, the first thing they said they were making is Twisted Metal. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, with David Jaffe, who I believe was also the creator of Twisted Metal, right? I think so. That um, sounds right. Being so excited for this thing and losing his marbles about it that maybe we get not only a trailer for the Twisted Metal TV show that's coming up, but also here's the game that's going to tie in or be released alongside it, and here's how it's a reboot, and it's going to be wonderful, and we, you know, all the fuck-ups we made for the PS3 game, we're going to unfuck up. Uh, that's I think would be a really cool thing to do, and I think it would be a great apology for Destruction All Stars as well. Like that was not what we wanted to do, so here's what you want instead. Yeah, Twisted Metal teaser because that game probably a couple years out, but 
anything would be cool. Here's here's my idea. Look at this. Check this out. Okay. Uh, partner, and I'm shooting my guns in the air like that oh, one. Uh, like uh, not Yosemite Sam, but uh, El Capitan Sam. Yeah, just another park. Um, yep. So imagine this. We start. It's kind of dark or whatever, and we pull up, and it's 60 frames a second, not 30 <laughs> frames a second. And it's Will Arnett in a clown costume, and that's our first tease of the TV show. Okay. No. <laughs> what? Would you be? Would you be satisfied <laughs> if they announced ears, Twisted Metal two, like Lego Batman two with Will Arnett, but Twisted Metal two, but we're gonna re-release PS three version of Twisted Metal with Will Arnett's voice in it. At 15 frames a second on PS5, would that satisfy you as well? That way, you know you're getting the sequel with Will Arnett, mm-hmm. but we don't. That's a real, uh, a real Porky's Paw kind of question, but I would take it because I don't care about that version of Twisted Metal. <laughs> Let me get the 60 frames Will Arnett. I'm happy with it. Perfect, wonderful. <laughs> um, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just I'm so excited about this. <clears throat> David Jaffe. One of the things David Jaffe was was freaking out about is like it's uh, a whole bunch of first party stuff, and they're gonna. I, I don't know why I didn't include this in there too, but it's like, hey, they're they're bringing the big guns to this next week, and it's gonna be really exciting. So we're gonna see a lot of updates from PlayStation Studios. So I um, am very excited. I kind of don't want. Maybe I want to dip into this a little bit. There's a question that Holden brought up that I've included that I was going to save for next week with our special guest, but I, I guess I'll talk about it here too because I want to see it. I would love to see Infamous again. Um, mm-hmm, and I, yeah. know in, I know that Insomniac is making Spider-Man 2. Oh, actually, that'd be cool to show off too, Spider-Man 2. But I know that they're making Spider-Man 2, and I know that they just brought out Ratchet and Clank, but like somebody else could handle... They could give... Oh, sorry. No, it's it's Sucker Punch. It's a completely different studio. It's Sucker Punch. Sucker but, Punch. I mean, Insomniac could do that. I mean, yeah. they won't. I mean, because I, I don't think Sucker Punch, they're making Ghosts too. So that'd right, be cool if right, right. somebody did something with Infamous. Then that makes it even that makes it even more uh, believable that we could see uh, some uh, Infamous return. Because they made Ghost last year. They've had time to experiment with that using Director's Cut on PS5 to get to know the new hardware. So I think to be able to see some kind of showcase, at least a teaser trailer or something like that about the return of Sucker Punch, God, please bring back Cole because Delson was stupid. I would love to see uh, a return from Infamous because that was such a fun freaking game that has just like completely gone off the, the, the face of the planet. And you can only play it with PS Now. There's not even like a PS4 version of Infamous games. So there, you didn't like when they put rocks in his grandma's legs you weren't a fan of that in second son <laughs> and it was just like cement poisoning that was like okay that that is a series i like a lot especially was it last light was the standalone oh man oh, it was so fun yeah. first first light or yeah something about light i don't know um that would be really cool i, I would like to see that series come back uh, uh probably an easy one to guess but let's get something with Ragnarok, or confirmed it's called Ragnarok, or whatever. Sure, I mean, again, maybe a name. <laughs> that game is coming to come out. out this year, so like maybe a name. Yeah, supposedly. Mm, yeah, um, but yeah, any uh, teaser you can give me fifteen seconds of seeing, um, old Big Daddy Kratos, and that would be awesome. Oh, like, you can end Kratos. the show with that. You can see him here now on my screen for the first time. I just hung up this new poster of old Daddy Kratos on my wall. Hanging out in the back. Uh, so that would be really cool. Like anything from that. I also think we'll probably get another thing for Horizon. You know, we just, I mean, because what well, we got it 
um, opening night live was basically just like, hey, here's 30 seconds of why it's delayed or whatever. Right. So they could probably do another gameplay demo of that. They might not because it's been so soon. But I think that they're going to bring everybody that they have. I mean, 40 minutes is a lot of time to fill. So, um, but yeah, Big Daddy Kratos for sure. Big Daddy Kratos. I think that's it. I'm Anything just so else? excited. I'm so freaking pumped that it's 40 minutes. Yeah. It's the future of PS5. It's a showcase Third on the play. Got a question. Third party stuff. Because there's something on the bottom of our list that was rumored to probably be there. So is there any third party stuff that just like a game that you're excited for that you would like to see that could show up here? Oh, shit. I hadn't even started thinking of third parties. Mm hmm. Because I heard the rumors, again, we're not, not to jump ahead too much, but maybe a remedy game could be showing up here. Oh, so is, yeah. Is there anybody else? It is. I think it's, it's, it's likely. There was also. There was out and about in the in the rumor sphere. There was um, the Uncharted games. There was like a, a a leaked image, like a promotional image of all the Uncharted games coming to Steam and Epic Game Store, um, mm -hmm. with a release date of December seventh or something like that. Uh, so it, it, we might see an update to that franchise. Whether it's like, yeah, we're hey. We know that that was the end of Nathan Drake's story, but we're continuing to invest in this franchise. Here's a title logo, as you know, is so like the thing to do nowadays is we are working on this game. Here's the title screen, and that's it. That's all we see of it. Like I could see us saying, "Hey, the future of Uncharted is is happening." Here's the release on Steam as a as a way to hold you over until it's until it's here. Yeah, more of those games on Steam. You said third party or though, and that's PC not in general at all. Well, it's not, it's but still. Party, but I would love all their games to be on PC because, again, that's the way that I played Horizon, uh, and it's great. Now there's a PS5 upgrade, so it's kind of on parity. But at the time when all there was was the PS4 version, like PC version is there where it's at. 60 frames per second in that one as well. Yeah. Now slowly you, fade up. Would you be satisfied <laughs> if they release a Game Boy Advance port at 70 frames a second? <laughs> what? But it's at 360p. Would that satisfy you? I think that's what the Game Boy Advance screen was anyways, so I yep. think that's fine. Perfect. Okay. Great. 70 frames. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, one other thing that has been rumored, um, this one would be, I think people would be excited, but I would not be interested in just because of all the, the turmoil, quote unquote, around it, is the Last of Us remaster, like Last of Us 1 remaster. Which oh, yeah. I, I remember right. that whole story. That's just a weird story around that. Or they wanted to do that because they only want to put out these kind of games and there were people working on it. I don't know if that game is true. You know, it's weird to have a remaster, you know, seven years afterwards. But I mean, that could be a thing that they show. I, I wouldn't mind having it updated, but like a complete, like we took people's time to make a full remake of this game that is seven years old to me is, is always weird, but people get excited. Like if I saw it, it was pretty, I'd be like, Oh, cool. Yeah. So. I would, 100% go back and play it again. And I think I think when when that whole rumor was going around at the time too, like we talked about it and to be able to play what are arguably some of the best games of all time on a current gen system with current gen features, like that would be to keep those up to date, I think is is worth that time commitment. I don't know if it's going to be like the rumors were like it was a like remake. Like yeah, not like just, RE2 remake, not just yeah. Prez, but like remaking the cutscenes, redoing all of this kind of stuff like which would be quite a bit more effort but i'd, I'd play it 100 would play it again mm -hmm. and is there any 
you know, speaking of Last of Us, any chance we've seen anything about factions or whatever? Oh, the, uh, multiplayer, the multiplayer mode. They, I don't two. think so. Just because they last week, you know, they put out that press release saying, "Hey, we're ramping up hiring right now for our first standalone multiplayer thing at Naughty Dog." Um, I don't think they've got anything to show right now because they're mm-hmm. just too early up for it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you let us know what you think will be at the showcase. Maybe you'll be wrong, and then I'll take <laughs> frames away from your favorite game. <laughs> You like Mirror's Edge? It's 10 frames a second now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's not What's works. the trade-off? There's something good that's got to come with the 10 frames a second, too. Catalyst goes to 120 frames. Actually, Catalyst already might be at 120 frames a second. I think one of those games is ridiculously high. It goes at 280 frames a second for My Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Bleed. I can't wait. But one runs at 10 frames a second. <laughs> so if you get your prediction wrong, be ready for that consequence. Right. I'm ready. <laughs> ridiculous all right so uh like marvin the martian we're gonna move on to playtime uh, <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> chad tell me what tell me what you've been what you've been playing man uh a little bit of the same you know destiny 2 back on my bullshit new new season having a blast with it ghost of tsushima it, i'm just letting i'm updating everyone to know that it's stuck this time Last I I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, it's kind of like a like last year, you know, I broke up with the Last of Us Part Two. It ended. It was over, and this was like a rebound, a one night stand with Ghost of Tsushima, and I never thought about it again. But a year later, I'm now 31, and I'm single, and I'm realizing my life is coming to an end shortly, and I should spend some time with a partner. And people like this one, and I saw a post of theirs on Facebook, and it's like they're doing well and they're successful, and I'm like you know what, maybe I should go back to that well. And I texted it you mm-hmm. up. And it responded. And now we're having a we nice. written it off and it's much better this time. And I apologize for my past transgressions and I'm having a great time with it. So Ghost is still going. And then Psychonauts 2. I we we're gonna have a review discussion later this week about it. Um so look forward to that, everyone who's listening right now. But I will I'll let you know right now that I played on Friday night. This is why I missed game night, is because I wanted to make sure I got this in before a review discussion. I played about two and a half hours of it. And then I played the rest of the game on Saturday straight through. Mm, um, there you go. And not for the reasons you think. Oh, tease. What? What's coming up this week? You got to tune in to find out. I have very mixed feelings about this game, and I can't wait to talk through them with you this week. Cool. So that's that it. A lot of, a lot of like regular old stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm glad you and Jin finally settled down. Yeah, that's good to see. It's, it's great. Things are going great. Talking kids, kids' names. Speaking of kids' names and uh, that big hairy red guy from yeah. uh, Space Jam, Clifford. Uh, let's talk about what I've been playing. <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's not what a it, no. What's his it's name? The, heart? the, the thing? guy who's a heart. Yeah, it looks like a heart. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll call him Tom Hardy. Ooh, big hairy Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, I've also been playing Psychonauts too. I don't know how far I'm into it. I'm having a good time with it though, and yeah, we'll we'll be able to have that discussion. I'll definitely have it finished probably tonight or tomorrow because I'm off tomorrow. I feel like I'm getting close to the end because I know how long the game's supposed to be to beat, and I've put in close to that amount of hours. Um, so we'll talk more about that. I will say it's fun so far. It's definitely wacky. It's double fine as fuck. It is, yeah. Uh, which is their thing. And then I've also been playing a game that only PC nerds have heard of. So the best people. Yeah, I was looking at this. So I was like, "What is this? Some new frozen yogurt thing too? Like, what is this?" <laughs> mm. Yes, 
this is a new flavor of frozen frozen custard. <laughs> uh, playing Solasta Crown of the Magister. You're like, what is that? A lot uh, it was of a words. game. What is a magister? Yeah. Yeah, somebody's with a crown. Um, it's a title or form of address given to scholars, especially those qualified to teach in medieval university. Makes sense. So this game had a demo on Steam last summer, I believe it was. You know when Steam has their big, like, oh, check out the game demos. And everyone gets excited or whatever. Yeah. And I downloaded and played it, and they were like, this game is... Like, we don't have the license for D&D, but we have the basic rule set, which I think is called the SRD, which is like the basic, like, the the public, like, public domain version of 5th edition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's it, the this is basically of D&D. Yeah. The Looney Tubes. <laughs> um, so it's, it play like, the combat and all that is very much, this is D&D. We have some monsters. We can't name any places. <laughs> we can't name any characters. Uh, but it's just like our open world and we're playing with it. So I played the demo like that a lot. And I was like, oh, there it's out now. I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay for that. And then I was on Game Pass for PC and it was on Game Pass for PC. So I'm like, oh, you know I what? Don't. I don't pay for it. Let's go. And yeah, is it, it just is, a PC only game? I believe for the moment it is. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Um, and you don't need much to run it. I think your, your Playmobil phone could probably play the game. It's not super intensive. Uh, but. Game is very cool. I like it a lot. Again, as a as a D and D guy, and yeah, they just created this original story using the mechanics and some of the monsters from D and D, uh, and it's got like half the classes of D and D because they are the ones that are free. Uh, but it's a good time, just like a turn based, you know, party RPG. And I'm, I'm going through that right now. Right now, it's like it's it's got that isometric dungeon crawler look, yeah. like Diablo and all them D and D games that I love, Icewind Dale and all that shit. Hmm. It's all that. So I'm playing this. Because I'm just waiting them for them to finish Baldur's Gate three, and then I'll go fully yeah. into that. Because that's oh, actually D and D. I completely forgot Baldur's Gate three was in development. Mm hmm. Um. So in the meantime, I'm playing this again. It didn't cost me anything. It's a pretty solid game. It'd be like a seven. It's not. It's not the best thing ever, but I like D and D. So I'm like, I'll give you a chance. And yeah, it's pretty fun so far. I made all my uh my party is just the people in my actual D and D game. Um. But they don't have all the races um, that we have available to us. So it's like, I'll make this dwarf red. I guess he's a goblin. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but it's a good time. So, yeah, I've been messing around with that for the past couple of days. And then, yeah, I've got to finish Psychonauts 2 pretty soon. And uh, that's that's basically all that I did for the it whole week. It does not yeah. look like there will be a console release of Solasta. No, it's PCS PC game. I wouldn't expect there to be one. Okay. Okay. If you got a PC that again can run Minesweeper, you could probably run it and uh, have fun with that, people. Dope. Steam Deck. Yeah, that that'd be a perfect Steam Deck game for sure. All right. Just like Lola Bunny awakened us as oh young God. men and women, we're gonna move <laughs> on to the quest log. Ain't that the truth, man? Space Jam and Lola Bunny. She's so great. All right. First up, this is the one I wanted to. I want to get in on this. Horizon Forbidden West and the next gen upgrade debacle finally figured out. Most of this is a uh, source from Joe Scribbles at Almost IGN. Almost finally figured out. There's yeah, still a wrinkle there. in there that I need to know about, which reminds me. I okay. To kind of look into it too. Okay. Here's, and this is, this is all happened this week. So we're going to start from the beginning and we're going to go to where we are now. So at the beginning of, or in the middle of the week, Horizon, for, uh, they showed off, you know, like the pre-orders are live. 
whatever, whatever, whatever. People started noticing some weird things. All right. Uh, Forbidden West will be receiving distinct PS4 and PS5 versions of the same game. You can play the PS4 version on your PS4, but you can't. It won't have the same visual and performance upgrades as the PS5 version. Uh, revealed on the game's FAQ page, under the headline, Can I Upgrade My PS4 Version to the PS5 Version? It's revealed that the standard and special edition of the games will come with no dual entitlement. A.K.A. you don't get both versions of the game. You gotta buy either the edition that gives you both or you're... $80. You gotta, yeah, or you're out of luck. Uh, so that's what I think at the beginning of the week. People sounded off, I guess, in the comment section below. People raised a fuss. And here we are now. Uh, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan announced in an updated PlayStation blog uh, post that Horizon Forbidden West will offer PS4 or PS5 upgrade path. Players that purchase the game on PS4 will also get a PS5 version and no extra cost. Ryan also announced that moving forward, all first-party PlayStation exclusives that are cross-gen will feature or offer a $10 digital upgrade path regardless uh, of whether or not you purchase the game digitally or physically on PS4. Um, the upgrade path will also include sequels uh, to the God of War um, game and then Gran Turismo. So basically, everything from now on that's from PlayStation, if you get it on PS4, it's $10 to upgrade to PS5. I want you to jump in before I do my thing that from a year ago, which has upset me, but you go ahead and throw your thing in that you were talking about. Um, I wanted to offer two things. One... Okay. People are like, oh my gosh, this is, I can't believe this has happened. Who does this? Oh, Call of Duty did the same thing last year. And 2K. You had to buy, yeah, and 2K, yep. You had to buy the cross-gen bundle that was more expensive in order to get entitlement to both. But the thing that I don't know yet, that I'm trying to figure out, that now I can finally kind of look into on PlayStation, is if the PS4 version costs $60 and the PS5 version costs $70 and the PS4 version now also gets you the PS5 version, why pay seventy dollars at all? If you because you're not paying attention. That's what I, think, I think that's what I think they're trying to they're tricking yeah. people. So I canceled my this one I, I yeah, canceled my pre order. I had it pre ordered for seventy bucks. And then they announced this and then I, I canceled it yesterday and it took until I guess right now for it to finally register on the PlayStation store that I still don't have it pre ordered. So now I have the option of all three and there's nothing in here telling me that you know, I won't be able to upgrade it. The only thing, the only thing that gets me, that gives me pause is the language on the PlayStation blog. It says it, it, specifically the word on. Like they say, customers who purchase, who pre-order Forbidden West on PlayStation 4 will be able to upgrade to the PlayStation 5 up at, a, at a later date. And what that makes me think is like, if I pre-order it on my PlayStation 5... And not on a PS4 console, so I'm like I'm like picking at it really short because there has to be, it, there can't be this ten dollar loophole. It seems mm -hmm. it seems wrong and a, like a mistake that they would have thought about or fixed that there's a loophole so, where you can buy the game for ten dollars cheaper and get two yeah because I would it. I would of course I'd buy the sixty dollar version. So my guess is is that they know that there's a loophole, but they got so much backlash they're going to eat the cost for this one game, and they like they made sure yo never again. $10 from now on, you get this one for free. Or you'll, they're like, well, you didn't read the fine print. You, you, or, you know, may, we'll see. I think this one they'll probably eat it on just because there was so much backlash about it. Um, and the thing when you, because you brought up Call of Duty in 2K, which is very fair. Like they did not do cross gen like a lot of games did. Um, but those aren't PlayStation exclusives. And I'll right. go to this. This is a post from the PlayStation website. Um, I believe it was like October of 2020, so before the PS5 launched. 
Um, this is just an excerpt from the middle of their uh, release statement. Additionally, we know the PS4 community will transition to PS5 at different times. We're happy to announce PS4 versions of some of our exclusives. Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, and for, for Horizon Forbidden West will also launch on PS4. While these three games were designed to take advantage of PS5 and its unique next-gen features, PS4 owners will also be able to enjoy these experiences when they launch. The PS4 digital versions of launch games include a free upgrade on both PS5 consoles, talking about the disc and discless one, while the PS4 disc version of these uh, games include a free upgrade on the PS5 with the hard drive. So, the only reason I bring this up is because they do hear and they do say launch titles, but then they also specifically name drop Horizon Forbidden West and then go on to talk about these three games. Yeah. So, they said specifically, we knew Horizon wasn't a launch game. The other ones were launch games. Absolutely. Of course, you get them on both gens. They came out the day that the console came out. They specifically name drop Horizon. And they're like, this one is free. This is the example of things that are free. Yep. And then earlier this week, they're like, no, nah, it's not free. And now they've had to backtrack. So people are mad. People were like congratulating them. It's like, that's good that they reversed it. But also, you said from the beginning that it wasn't going to cost for this stuff. So it's it's been a whole thing. Um you know, I just want to say as not even a console wars thing, but that smart delivery has just worked since day one. Right. No one's had to argue. It just happens. And then PC is the same thing. So like when you owned, um, what is that game that everyone loved with the detective game that won all the awards last year? LA Noir? Uh, oh, no, no not year. came out um, last year. Disco Elysium. Oh, okay. When you own Disco Elysium on PC, they came out the director's cup, which added, um, voiceover for everything, you just got it on PC. And that's how PC is. It's like, if there's another version, you own it already on Steam, here's the new version. Uh, smart Delivery, been the same thing. If you own it already, you you get the next, unless it's, you know, Call of Duty or 2K. Um, I'm glad that they're figuring this out. I don't mind paying a $10 upgrade fee because the game's 70 bucks, so that makes sense. But, like, do what you're going to say. Whatever, I hope it's figured out now. But the fact that they specifically said Horizon, you're going to be for free, and then they try to say, "Nah, you got to pay for it." Yeah, Ugh, that's part I don't like. Bullshit. Everything else is fine. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't bother. It doesn't matter to me to pay ten dollars. That's fine. But don't tell me one thing and then actually ask me to do another. Yeah, I remember. I remember when Smart Delivery was very first announced and being so skeptical, like because they announced it as like a very big thing and coming to a next gen console smart delivery so you don't have to worry and i was just like that's not that's not a thing i mean it's already a thing uh, you know i go download a game on my ps4 pro and it gives me the 4k version of it instead of the other version but i think you're right now we're a year removed from these consoles almost and it's just like what a beautiful thing smart delivery ended up being that we didn't even realize because the, with the you know these different editions of things and and worrying about upgrades and then also like how to save transfer it's it's fucking God, download stupid. the old version upload two the versions new version. of the game so you can oh, go Jesus in and upload Christ. through a menu to some server and then delete the game and then go to the, it's man they were just xbox had it right and i didn't even give them enough credit for that because it's what a good system that was yeah, we'll just say again. I don't want to do fan, but I know a lot of people like PlayStation in this show. I know I like Xbox. Um, that I'm just glad they got it figured out, right? Like you're making, you're doing what you said you're going to do with this game. Good, give yep. us the again. That's why I don't think you have to pay ten dollars. They said it. They can't backtrack. They named it. I think you're going to get the sixty dollar version, and you're going to get the uh, next gen upgrade for free. I hope that works. Um, and yeah, like just get it straight from now on. They explain this perfectly. 
Our first party games are 60 on the old one, 70 on the new one, and you can upgrade for 10 bucks. Good. Now that I know what it is, we can move on with our lives. It's the confusion of like, does this one, do I have to get a director's cut? Do I got to did it? No. Here's yeah. 10 bucks. You can have the new one. Have good. Thanks. That's all I wanted. I don't want all this back and forth. No, not what's going on and being left in the dark and looking at a picture on Twitter and getting mad because the prices don't match up to the consoles I have, you know, just right. thank you. I have officially pre-ordered the PS4 standard edition. So I will let you all know on my birthday next year, February 17th, whether or not I got tricked. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I didn't read that fine print. No, I think you'll be good. Like I said, I think they're eating on this one because they know they messed up, um, which is good for us. Because, again, I will get that game for 60 bucks instead of 70. Yep. So good times. I'm glad it's figured out. I'm just happy we can move on because, boy, that was a that was a week of yeah. everyone writing uh, stories about it. So here we are. And good <sighs> thing they did, though. Like, honestly, like, good thing for people for speaking up and being like, no, you said this thing because otherwise they would have completely just gone and and, and just wouldn't have batted an eyelash and they would have completely just taken advantage of people even though they promised something else. So I'm glad people spoke yeah. up. Well, that was a tornado of a news story. Speaking of tornadoes and Tasmanian devils, we're going nice. to move on to Marvel's <laughs> Midnight Suns gameplay and uh, system reveal. Uh, I was trying to do some Tasmanian devil. Uh, Marvel's Midnight <laughs> Sun. <laughs> so Marvel's Midnight Sun, the game, uh, the Marvel strategy game from Firaxis, has a tactical card-based battle system and relationship mechanics. Mm. Ooh, I didn't see the relationship mechanics. Absolutely. These two stories come from uh, Ryan McCaffrey and Matt Kim of IGN, uh, and also my own, because I watched this the minute it came out and went through it frame by frame, because I'm that person. All right. So the initial gameplay reveal uh, was a six-minute a video of narrated footage showing the tactical combat system as well look as the Abbey, the base where your character, the Hunter, which is a canonical character in the MCU or Marvel now, not MCU, uh, will build relationship with other Marvel characters in the Abbey. So we got, again, gameplay of what you're doing tactically. And then it's like, hey, here's your base operations, a.k.a. the Abbey. And you're hanging out and making best friends. Um, and September 7th is the next gameplay deep dive video. So either the day that this audio release, if you're watching it now on Tuesday, you're getting another gameplay video. Um, this next breakdown is more about the combat system and the cards and stuff. So you didn't know anything about the relationships, huh? I, for some reason, I had completely forgot that there was going to be a gameplay reveal, like an in-depth thing on IGN that they had the exclusive for. And I saw the two minute gameplay trailer. That's what I saw. Mm. I missed the six minute like deep dive into the gameplay. So I'm this is all new to me. This is exciting. Yes, yes, it's cool. So there is um and also that September seventh video, I believe, is a fight against Sabretooth, so that'll be a fun time. Ooh. But so the way that the Abbey stuff works, and this is just Adam now, I'm not reading anything. The way that the, the Abbey stuff works is it's it's your base operation. So if you play XCOM, it's your like your helicarrier and XCOM two. Like you you have a base, and that's where all the superheroes hang out. Miss Marvel's over here playing basketball against you know Iron Man or whatever. Uh, and you go in there, and there's you know things you can unlock. Um, that's where you do upgrades, and you talk to other characters, and you build relationships, and you get like friend points or whatever you want to call it. You know, you build your relationship with heroes, and then like when you take them out on. 
Is this is this kind of like Mass Effect style, like where you have all your side characters yes. that you talk to on the ship and you can romance yeah. them or you can build up and do their quests? And, they did okay. say that there's no romance. They said you could be very, very, very oh. good friends, but you cannot smoochie the the other Marvel characters, okay. which I'm okay. sure that Disney would not uh, be happy about. <laughs> but you become, you know, you build your relationship up. You're like, help them out, do whatever, talk to them, be friends with them. And then when you take them out on missions, they are more powerful and you have special team up moves based on your relationship with the character so it's like yo i always bring blade with me me and blade are wrecking shop over here because we got little combos and we're we're living our life so yeah it's like it's your little social space you walk around you can find little hidden stuff um run missions out of there whatever it's your cool base where you get to talk to all your are your marvel friends so that is them you know like your main hangout spot in the game it's called the abbey it's like an old it. church and you're yeah. so this hunter character you, that you're like customizing and is your character that you're creating you are yes. that is the person you're playing with everyone else's like friends that you're bringing with you it's not our yeah. not, not uh marvel ultimate alliance style where like you can just mix up any characters and control any of them like you are the hunter so, and you bring your friends right yeah so from what i see it's you always have a team of three from you know what we've seen so far is teams of three so you always have the hunter and then you bring two people with you and then of course you're controlling them in battle and telling them what to do and such sure. but like yeah you are the main character the hunter is the main character who is uh, either the son or the daughter of Lilith, who's the main bad guy, which is just the, the mother of demons, whatever. You're fighting demons. It's it's a Justice League dark, but Marvel. Um, so yeah, you are the hunter, and then you bring your two teammates with you to do some battles. Is Hunter... I, now, I know it's canon, and it was created with Marvel, like, associated with... And it's, it's this new character in there. I'm really... I, I know you don't have the answer to this, but I'm really curious how they're going to do this, where, like, it's such a highly customizable character... How is that also canon? Like, if I can customize whether it's male or female, or whether it's—I mean, I guess mm -hmm. male and female versions of most superheroes anyway. Now, but yeah. So, from my understanding, is that so? You're a child of the bad guy, of the the bad girl, whatever of the main story. She has multiple, like in the, in, I believe in canon, she has multiple children. So you're just one of her children. Okay. Um. So you can. It doesn't matter, male or female. And then I think your power set you can change a little bit, but I think most. I mean, you are a demon spawn, so. You're, you know, regardless of what you look like or whatever your gender may be or your sex may be or whatever, it's, I mean, you're going to fill the same role as, you know, I, I got swords and magic and we're killing demons. So I don't think it'll really matter necessarily. Cool. Um, we'll see. Uh, so this, people were a little worried about this and I've got my own thoughts on it, but Marvel Midnight Suns has a card system, no loot boxes. And this is the part from Matt Kim. Uh, combat in Midnight Suns involves picking three heroes and using a deck of random ability cards. Uh, your abilities are tied to these cards, and because each hand is random at start of battle, you'll have to think strategically to get results. Cards can also be upgraded as you progress through the game. Uh, coordinate team attacks if you have the right heroes with you. Proving your relationship with these characters during social segments will improve your tag team abilities, like I was saying. You know, make best friends, uh, hang out with Blade uh, a lot, and he'll hit stuff better for you. Uh, the developers have confirmed there are no loot boxes in Midnight Suns or any microtransactions involved with the card system. Uh, you'll be able to buy cosmetics, uh, but there's no gameplay balance issues. You just, if you want to buy a cool costume, you can buy a cool costume. Uh, Midnight Suns creative director Jake Solomon also responded to concerns from players telling IGN, we knew we were swimming in the deep waters with this one. However, Solomon says the card system is easily as tactical as XCOM, though he understands the confusion. So, again, I'm ready for Tuesday. They're like, hey, people are like, cards? That's stupid. I don't like cards. <laughs> and he's like, hey, we know what we, we know. we know how to make tactical games. We know it's confusing, maybe. We promise you it's going to work. So, this is now my thoughts on this. 
so watching through the gameplay and I, I enjoy these for axis and i also enjoy just like all strategy games the way that the card system it reminds me of in fire emblem three houses where you have either you know tomes for casting spells or you have uh, combat arts all your stuff is limited and you're using that resource and then when the mission's over you go re refuel your resource so it reminds me of that because it's like you can't just do your power attack and fire emblem over and over and over again you run out you have a certain amount of them like you only have a certain amount of aces in a deck kind of a thing uh, and also it just reminds me kind of so it's like think of fire emblem but if you had slay the spire instead of combat arts slash weapon degradation so it's like oh you know i've got three super punches and i'm gonna do my tactical stuff and i gotta be smart about using my super punches because i only got three of them or whatever so to me it doesn't it doesn't look like a card battler like people are saying it reminds me of a mix of they're using cards to fuel tactics based gameplay so i think it's fine but we'll see more well so i'm super hyped for the game so these cards again since i missed this this week when it was shown off these cards are less of like a magic the gathering like or a like a like a hearthstone like this is a cool ability that like affects the way that the game is played or like these things are and and they are more like consumable uses of skills that you've powered up right from like my you understanding shoot yeah. now three fireballs this match and it's random how many fireballs you get or you can mm -hmm. use Based a Berserker Barrage five yeah. times this time, but next time it might only be one because there was only one of those cards in the deck or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. it seems more like, less like I'm drawing random, like, yeah, I'm not playing Magic, like, oh, I didn't draw the right cards, I can't do anything. It's just like, hey, here's some abilities, we're going to give these to you, figure out how to use them, you know. Okay. You've only, your weapon's about to break, what do you, you know, just like Fire Emblem, it's like, oh, I've only got one more hit with the, the God Whip or whatever it's called. Um, so... That's what okay. I've seen. Again, we'll see more in gameplay, but just the way that I read it, it reminds me more of Slay the Spire, where it's like, yo, here's a hand. You need to play your cards. And Have you played Slay the Spire? No. First of all, it's fantastic. You need to play the game. The game's actually amazing. Everyone who says, everyone, I thought was, they were overhyping. The game's great. But it's like, yo, here's your, your hand, and you have certain, you have three moves you can do. You know, and it's like, use your cards, and they have like a point value. And you need to have the play the best hand you can, and then you get new cards. And that's how you like do combat in the game. So if they do a mix of those, I think it'll be just fine. Again, because Slay the Spire is a beloved game, and people love Fire Emblem and Tactics games, so I'm not worried about it. People worried about microtransactions? Okay. I can understand that, but they said it's not. I'm excited for it. I'm just going to defend it. doesn't matter what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to admit, I am the card thing has me more interested in this game. Mm. Like, when legit... When I found out it was like a tactics game, I texted like a group chat with some people and just like, fuck, it's a tactics game because it's not, that's not my jam at all. Like it looks really cool from the CG trailer, but it was like, oh, it's a tactics game. But then like, as I mentioned last week, you know, Mario Rabbids was the right property to bring me into that, that type of uh, gameplay. And then like the cards thing actually has me intrigued and it, it adds a new wrinkle of randomness to it. Whereas, you know, with Mario Rabbids, I could think, all right, who am I bringing and how are they going to play off of each other? It's like, I don't know. I could be going into this completely blind and something that I could have never guessed happens because of the, the random cards that I'm dealt that round. Like, that sounds interesting. Yeah, we'll see how it turns out. Again, I'm clearly a fanboy of the, of the material and of the developer. So I'm just hoping for the best. And based on what I see, I like it. We'll see more, but I'm not worried about the card stuff. Some people were turned off by that. I'm like, no, nah, it makes more sense because it's not XCOM. You can't. Not everyone has a gun. You don't just get behind cover and shoot guns. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to watch the video on Tuesday. We'll have a good time. Dope. Um, hmm. 
I can't think of one right now. Moving on. No, no <laughs> Luby Tunes uh, transition this time. Alan Wake remaster rumors. This is from Georgiang at GameSpot and mostly from Wario64 because he's where everyone is pulling the uh, the news from. Uh, Taiwanese retailer Rakuten. Remember all those commercials? God, oh, yeah. couldn't get away from those forever. Um, have listed Remedy Entertainment's Alan Wake remaster for PS4, PS5, and Xbox on its website. Uh, listing says it will launch October 5th. Uh, games industry analyst Daniel uh, Ahmed has corroborated the leak, saying that the official announcement for Alan Wake Remastered is due this upcoming week. Possible it could be at that PlayStation Showcase we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this that's is just for me. If I'll go ahead. Uh, that's interesting because uh, if this is true, this is the first time that's game of, that game's available on PlayStation systems. Yep, so it's only been on PC and Xbox. That it would be you know a partnership with Remedy. You know, because Control being on there and did so well on that system, and like it, it makes sense that that would be shown off on Thursday if it if it's coming. Yep, and I believe that they own the IP, so they do whatever they want with it. And more people should play on Wake, especially a remaster version would be nice because I love the game. It is an old game, uh, so a remaster version would be cool. And then this is just me. Can I get a remaster of the DLCs in American Nightmare as well? Let me just play the whole thing. Uh, I love this series. I love these game and the dlc and the downloadable game which is american nightmare so yeah a remaster that'd be great i think remedies is like on that people are really excited after control um yeah. so i think be like hey we also did this play it on your playstation and people are like awesome let me play i'm very so. ex- i'm i'm very excited to whatever remedy does now after control again my game of the year 2019 and i enjoyed the alan wake tie-ins with the, the newest dlc for control and, and infamously, when we played Alan Wake for Barf, it was literally one of my least favorite games I've ever played in my life. But if they were to remaster this and like Resident Evil 2 style remaster and like maybe cast different actors and rewrite the dialogue, that would then make me enjoy this a lot more. So there's a version of this that I can get excited about. Otherwise, though, I'm just happy for people to have your thing. Yep. Go, go on get October it. 5th. Perfect time for, for Spoopy. Spoopy. Yeah, Spoopy October's. So that'll be cool. Thank you, Wario64, for doing for letting me know when there's a sale on Amazon and, and when a game is coming out, apparently, as well. <laughs> right. I honestly, um, like, I start thinking about Wario64 sometimes, and, like, I start thinking about how publishers and, and Jeff Keighley, I'm sure that they have to get, like, they probably say, all right, we have to think about how do we send a press release blast, how do we get things on IGN, how do we do a reveal trailer, and how do we get Wario64 to tweet about it? Like, he has to be mm-hmm. in that consideration, because oh, absolutely. even during the things like he has pre-order links and all of these things available, like immediately, I'm sure he has to set those up ahead of time to go and tweet. He's he's an essential part of the video game industry. He is. I guess shout out to him again for taking the name Wario 64 and legitimately like when the new consoles were coming out, it's like, yo, look at Wario and yeah. that's how you're going to get your stuff. I One critique I'll give uh, Wario, if you would have went for Waluigi 64, I would have gave you more <laughs> I would have appreciated you a little more, but your name works. So I'm not going to give you too much guff. Speaking of working and um, flog, Foghorn Leghorn, he works. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> THQ Nordic has a showcase coming up. This is from uh, mm, Darren at GameSpot. I'm very bad with last names and I cannot. Bonthuis. 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 Sorry, Darren, if you're, if you're watching. Yeah, uh, from GameSpot. Uh, to celebrate its 10th anniversary, a video game publisher... 10 years of THQ Nordic, really? Yeah. Wild. 
Um, video game publisher THQ Nordic will be hosting a digital showcase event on September. Can you look that up for me? I somehow didn't copy the number after September. I have it in my calendar, actually. But if I bring okay. up the calendar on my Mac, then it's going to replace your face in our stream. I'll keep reading. Oh. We'll know the day in a second. I know it's very soon. Hosted by the Game Awards executive producer Jeff Keighley and will feature six new game announcements. Friday the 17th. T- there, September 17th. There we go. Uh, THQ Nordic didn't reveal exactly all the games that will be featured during the event, but it did tease the return of a legendary franchise. This one is apparently one that uh, for our fans have been waiting to get their uh, waiting decades to get their hands on. Um this is just me now. A lot of people have been rooming Time Splitters because they hired the guy who made Time Splitters uh, like a year and a half ago, two years ago at this point. Um, the company also owns IP such as Metro, Red Faction, Darksiders, Kingdoms of Analore. They own like everything. They, they own, own every double A game ever made. Like hundreds of IPs now, hundreds of double A IPs. And I just looked it up. They have 16 development studios. For yeah. comparison, Xbox has 15, which now includes Bethesda, which is already its own handful of them. But, like, that's... THQ Sorry, Nordic. now has 23 if you include Bethesda. Yeah, that's still... For THQ Nordic, for what that company is right? and what that... They're just a company that just kept buying stuff. That They're like yeah. those dudes who, like, trade in penny stocks. They're like, let's just get all the small stuff. Let's just get all, gobble this all up and just and make an yeah. empire. So, THQ Nordic is... It's in that weird spot where it's like, they, again, a lot of stuff's double A, but a lot of the stuff's really cool and has nostalgia with it. So we know we're getting six new game announcements. Do you have an idea? I think Time Splitters is 100%. Um, I, fucking love I have a few more ideas. Playing monkey That'd mode multiplayer on Time Splitters was a freaking blast. And setting people on fire, that was great. <laughs> yeah. I remember shooting water barrels at different levels because the water would only leak out to the level that the bullet hole was at. So uh, if you shot at yep, the top, yep. it would leak. And then you shot at bottom, it would leak. But if you shot in the middle after that, it wouldn't leak anymore. It's like, ooh, Time Splitters, you're doing big yeah. stuff over here. Yeah. I um, am one of those people that loved the short amount of time on PlayStation 3 that I played Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Yeah. Because I loved the the feel of the combat. Like that goes that's I remember the experience. I haven't gone back and played it since, but I remember the experience the same way that I remember the first time I threw and recalled the, the Leviathan X in God of War twenty eighteen. Like I remember mm-hmm. hitting things and feeling powerful and the shake of the screen and all of that in the combat of that game. But apparently the remaster didn't do so well. So I doubt we're gonna see more from that. But that would be like if they release a good version with those combat mechanics. I don't give it a, a, a damn if it's written by, um, what's his face from Nether Realms, not Nether Realms. Salvatore. Yeah, Salvatore. R.A. Salvatore. R.A. Salvatore. Whatever. Yeah. Old Fantasy Boy. What is that? What is his? Not Nether Realm. Forgotten Realms. Forgot. Oh yeah, D and D. Yeah, D and D. Forgotten Realms. Yeah. He wrote um, D and D stuff. I loved King of the Lord when it came out. At the time, it was great. I was like, oh, this is Dragon Age, but different, and I really, really liked it. Um, for me, I, so I played the remaster of the first one mm, a couple months ago. They threw it up on game pass eventually, but destroy all humans was a game I really liked as a, as a youth. And they only remastered the first one. I believe there's two or three more games in that series. Go ahead and give me another one of those. That's fun to yeah, I love at the beginning of the game. They're like, this game is old. We remastered it shot, shot for shot. If there's humor that doesn't age well, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty funny uh, thing to put in the end game. But yeah, that'd be cool. Just give me more, again, re- remaster these nostalgia games. Give me a SpongeBob, you know. These feel like the perfect, whatever. 
like if they came out and they showed off all these new things and at the very end of it they're like all of these coming to xbox game pass and i'd be like that sounds like the the thq nordic is the perfect game pass publishing mm-hmm. thing like all of their games are the types of thing that i i don't know if i want to buy this but i will download it and play it or stream it on game pass and it will be totally cool to play red faction or dark siders or something like that for the yeah. first time. most of the games do i mean metro Dark side or yeah, I think Dark Siders when they're that's like also games of gold. Uh, a new Dark Siders, it's a little early for that. Um, that would be cool. Red Faction reboot. I don't know how you do that now and have people care still, but that yeah. was really cool in the day. Maybe that'd be a, a new Red Faction might not be a too bad of a thing to do. But Metro people really like Metro. I've tried. It's it's okay for me. I um, did but not some like people it love that. <laughs> it's whatever to me. It's very whatever to me. I think Hold liked it like a decent Holden amount. Holden fucking loved it. Yeah. But it was jank as hell and I couldn't get past it. I You will but, learn even in our Psychonauts too. Like there are some presentation type things in video games that like I just, if if something about it is wrong, like Dishonored. I'm sure Dishonored's great, but their hands are bigger than their faces and I couldn't I couldn't play the game because of it. Like little things two? like that I'm really nit- like, nitpicky about. No, I didn't even try to. Okay, one is one. One feels a little, little weird. Two is actually basically a perfect video game, so you should play two. It doesn't have big hands. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this will be fun. This will be full of announcements. They're like, that's cool. And games that I'll either get on sale or on Game Pass for free, or you know, whatever. One day, uh, it's cool to see. I, Time Splitters actually I might actually be interested in. Uh, speaking of Time Splitters and uh, Tweety Bird, Game Boy and Game Boy Colors coming to Switch Online? Question mark. Us from what I'm should I stop with the Looney Tunes because it's <laughs> it's not good. The thing is, they started kind of clever or like little twists, and now you're just naming them. <laughs> I'm forgetting how many there are. It's like Granny is next, and then there's like the cat, Speedy Gonzalez, Sylvester, Sylvester then the sexist don't. cat, too. What's his name? Or the sexist skunk, hey, Pepe Le Pew? Uh, Pepe Le Pew, yeah. Um, it's I now just I'm watched Space Jam. Like if we say these all out loud right now, you can't use them for transitions later. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with the transitions. Okay. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color games coming in Nintendo Switch Online from Wesley LeBlanc at IGN.com. A new report claims that Nintendo is going to add Game Boy and Game Boy Color games to Nintendo Switch Online service. Uh, Nintendo Life reported earlier this week that Nate, uh, the Hate Podcast host, Nate Drake, revealed that Nintendo might be adding... Game Boy and Game Boy Color games to its online catalog. Publication confirmed it with its own sources, adding the games could be coming really soon. And Eurogamer also revealed that its sources say games from other retro platforms are on the table as well, as also confirming the, the Game Boy Color rumors. So we're getting it from Nintendo Life, Eurogamer, and private sources that this is confirmed and it's going to happen. So, are you excited uh, I was talking to Holden about uh, yeah. I was talking to Holden about this on um on game night. And he's like, Yeah, there's like there's like five Game Boy color games that would be really interesting to play again now. Um but I think you just need to put those games on the system because Nintendo Switch Online honestly hasn't put out a good game for like a year. Right. They're always adding like it's uh Knights and Hats 2 from 1989. It's just like, what, yep. are, uh, what are we doing here? Because it, they exactly started so strong, and then it's just retweet. been awful. I saw a retweet that, uh, I think Alex Cozy retweeted it or something like that. But it was just like, I'm so excited for the future of Game Boy Color games on Nintendo Switch Online. And it showed three games from the Game Boy game like, that no one fucking gives any shit about. And it's mm-hmm. like, and you get an update once every three months, you'll get three games you don't give a shit about. And so, yeah, I'm not excited about this in the least. Because the games, I mean, there are games that I'm that I love on that platform, 
like we just mentioned during barf right before this like wario land 3 would be cool to play uh dragon warrior 3 is really cool which is getting remastered it's gonna look beautiful uh the pokemon games um like there's which a bunch wouldn't be of on shit, there which uh, you know they would they would release those standalone those would not be free included in the service but also like there are other ways to play those games. I'm actually, for some reason, collecting cartridges of these things too. So if I, I and playing them on real Game Boys or hopefully upcoming, if I can get a uh, analog pocket. But like, th- yeah, for some, the Nintendo Switch Online service itself does not interest me, and I have literally not opened it one time for the NES games or the Super NES games because whatever they release there is either shit or I already have it on my SNES Classic or my NES Classic or somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing I mean you could, Tetris would be cool just because that game's classic and lasts forever uh, yeah. um, there have been new versions of Tetris though so it's not like I mean connected is probably better the only thing that interests me again because I don't there's so little you put on there that would make me care um, I, I, it's good to put them on there I think like nothing's wrong with giving people more options um, the, the Eurogamer report saying that other retro platforms are on the table as well so I'm like hey get Game Boy and Game Boy Color out the way and let's move on to like advanced because there's some good stuff on advanced let's move on to GameCube let's move on to I don't think I don't know when be, or if that'll ever happen but that'd would, be cool if it took what was it two years for them to go to NES to SNES or maybe it was 18 months or something like that to finally start adding SNES titles and then now it's taken another two years in order to get Game Boy Color games. We're not going to see GBA, let alone GameCube or Dream, or not Dreamcast, but anything else Nintendo related for a very long time, if at all. It'll probably be Switch 2 stuff if that happens. I'm with you, but that yeah. would be cool. There's a really good GBA Advance has really cool games that I would actually be interested in playing. Oh, hell yeah. Um, more than the Game Boy Color. You know, I had all these systems as a kid. And I'm just like looking back and like that wouldn't interest me. Game Boy Advance, though. All those Castlevania games, really good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's basically confirmed. We'll wait for it to happen. And then I will still not open the app. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you want me to do here. Play Tetris Effect Connected. The game's actually perfect. All right. Our last, well, our second to last story. Uh, no Looney Tunes in this one. Dead Space Remake. They uh, had a showcase with the developers, and we've got impressions. comes from Matt Kim at IGN, who's putting in all the work this week. So I actually watched parts of this. I didn't watch the whole thing live, but I did watch snippets and stuff of uh, this Dead Space remake. Massive visual upgrades. I mean, they had side-by-side comparisons, and it's yeah. like, yo. like It's basically the RE2 remake reveal, when it's like, yo, this is this slaps. This is awesome. so sexy. Uh, Motive has added a new damage system called peeling, where you can literally shoot the flesh off the necromorphs uh, to reveal their bones and guts. Uh, You can peel a necromorph's leg to see the thigh bone or the head to see the skull. Some weapons will be better for peeling, while others will dismember limbs outright. I believe they said it's similar to Isaac's. Yeah, they said it's like Isaac's, like, hey, the back of his his body his spine is his your health bar yeah like showing it visually but not in a heads-up display it's like they also have the same thing and you're knocking the flesh off the bone yeah the way that they demoed this and showed this and they had like just like the the necromorph character model and then they had the box of like where your gun would shoot it uh and then they were just like panning it around the body and you could see the flesh starting to peel away and the bone underneath and all that. and to see the level of detail no matter where it is on the body and it's completely different no matter where you hit it was just astounding to me and and to think back on the original and you know they're they're all their polygonal forms and you just like 
take amputate one of them and some some blood squirts out to then go to this and seeing layers of muscle and flesh get burned off in different amounts depending on whether it's in the center of the shot or on the edge of the shot mm. fucking wild man that got me so looks excited great in a i love that this way. is next gen only god i love it's next gen only don't yeah. don't hold it back at all let's have let's have fun uh this this again reminds me a lot of re2 remake when it's like you know your bullets like you shoot them through the cheek and you'll see like the bullet yeah. wound come in and out and it's like yeah let's but let's do it because necromorphs are so much more gnarly than zombies just because yep. of they're already like, like body horror the thing monsters as it is so yeah let's let's have they it. they also mentioned that like you can you can cut a bone using like something like a plasma cutter or something like that you can cut a bone but then the limb will still just be hanging off by the skin mm. so it'll just kind of be dangling there and they it, fucking want i love it i love it so much that's gonna be great uh for the remake you're gonna write which by the way best name ever for a voice actor gonna write <laughs> right. uh we'll return and isaac will have more voice lines yeah he had basically didn't talk at all in the first one they're yeah. like he's not gonna be a chatty kathy but we will give him some lines when the context makes sense so it's cool that they have him back to uh talk that's cool uh Moda was adamant that it will keep many of the same features of the original game, like pacing, while improving areas that might have dated. And this is shown off, you know. Uh, I think they were showing, like, uh, the game originally was designed to have this extra corridor, but because of processing power, we couldn't have it. So that corridor right. is there now. Uh, things like that. Uh, but they're trying to keep it very much, like, true to the original, but making it better. Um, What's interesting about this is that the with the pacing, specifically, I'm I'm curious how they end up doing this because of the, you know, they're doing the single shot thing that God of War did, where the whole thing is a single shot without any breaks. But they're also, like in the original game, that, that's how you, the end of a chapter was, you get to the, the train, you zoom off into the next area, there's a loading screen, and that's how, like, that's how you know you were getting to the end of something, and, and there was that big break. And I'm wondering, I'm curious how that ends up, like, pacing-wise, working out now that it's all one thing, and there might not be these trains taking you places, you might just go there. Also that I believe, I don't know if this was two or maybe it was a three thing, but didn't the big first letter of all the chapters spell out something about like Sarah is dead or whatever it was? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I don't remember if it was that game or not, but it was, there's a thing where the first letters spell out something about the game. Um, so that's a thing. Everyone pay attention to that. You look that up for me while we're doing that. I'm looking but yeah, and now. the last thing... Um, they took a look at the zero-G therapy room. Uh, Motive revealed that it improved the physics and added 360-degree uh, movement and thrusters. So basically, they took the zero-G parts from two and three and put it in one instead of just like the weird point-to-point. -point. It's You can actually like free flow in uh, zero gravity. Um, there will be some fine-tuning of the story that will make Isaac's adventure on the Ishimura connect more with the other games. So the lore is going to be a little bit more in-depth for what actually happens. Uh, and that was, yeah, it looks really good. I'm really excited for that game. Me too. I'm. I'm not. I will confirm that yes, Dead Space is the franchise. It is Dead Space One that that happens, but I will not tell you what it says because it's a spoiler for Dead Space One. So, and, okay. and I don't want to spoil that for people now that it's coming out again. But yeah, yeah that's really cool. I didn't know that that was a thing. I think all three do that. But yeah, the first one you were like, oh wow, pay attention. That's actually. Oh, okay, cool. That's so cool. yeah, let's go Dead Space next gen only. I'll let you take this last one because boy, it's a doozy. And oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, this is something that just came out earlier today, no September fourth. So yesterday the original tweet came out that this is all this hubbub is around, and it's uh, it's much more political 
but it's something that we've covered on the podcast before. Not something that we, but we've gotten political on the podcast before. But I just thought I mean, it's a big thing that's happening in the industry, so I wanted to cover it um, by at least just letting people know it exists, if not, you know, having a discussion about it. Um, Twitter. This is all happening on Twitter. There's a gentleman named John Gibson who is the president of... I've now lost the Tripwire. Name. Tripwire is the president of Tripwire. Uh, tweeted out, proud of the U.S. Supreme, Supreme Court affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat. As an entertainer, I don't get political often. Yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of the issue, I felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life game developer. So uh, that was the tweet that started the fire. And people like Corey Barlog is right here is like the first reply on it. You see that is just like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? Um, and then Jason Schreier has retweeted a couple of things today. I'll read that says the president of Tripwire Interactive, publisher of this year's popular game Chivalry 2, speaks out in favor of a recent Texas law that bans abortions after six weeks and offers a $10,000 bounty to any citizen who sues someone performing abortions or assisting with the process. Uh, it's important to note that your feelings on uh, abortion and, and whatever it is and how you choose to support either side are your own. If you are curious about the types of games this person and their company creates, um, it is probably not something that you're super into or, or play, but uh, chivalry, chivalry is one of them. There's another big one, shoot. Maneater. Maneater. Maneater, the shark game, is something that I was like, well, I will not support Maneater anymore. Or I know I got it free for PlayStation 5, but now I'm definitely not going to play it. But yeah, Maneater is like the biggest one that you've probably only heard mm -hmm. of. That Maneater and Killing Floor 2, I think, are the big ones. Killing Floor, yes, the whole Killing Floor series, actually. Um, but I think what's interesting to note is that like that has had some some repercussions on not just that person, but the entire studio. So Shipwright Studios is a work for hire developers, so they help out other developers uh, with like contracting positions, help them finish games and, and stuff like that. Um, they contributed two games, Chivalry 2 and Maneater, says it's canceling all contacts with, contracts with Tripwire, and they put out this statement as a response to him. While your politics are your own, the moment you make them a matter of public discourse, you entangle all of those working for and with you. We have worked closely alongside the talented and passionate developers at Tripwire and your partners for the last three plus years. We know it is difficult for employees to speak up or act out in these scenarios, and they may not feel comfortable to speak their minds. It is regrettable but we feel it would be doing ourselves, your employees, your partners, and the industry as a whole a disservice to allow this pattern to continue without comment. We started Shipwright with the idea that it is finally time to put our money where our mouth is. We cannot... We started Shipwright with the idea that it was finally time to put our money with our, where our mouth is. We cannot in good conscience continue to work with Tripwire under the current leadership structure. We will begin the cancellation of our existing contracts effective immediately. So again, that was... Three hours ago, that Jason Schreier tweeted that it's developing. Um, I just wanted to bring it up on the show because it's, it's like it's it's wild. The day the day and time that we live in now, that you can go from having an idea and now that has impacted not only you and your professional life but the entire company that you work for. Like you got You got to use your social media responsibly. And I agree with what that, you know yeah. what, what Shipwreck said. Is that the name of it again Shipwrecked? Shipwright. What Shipwright said company. is like, yeah. you can have your opinions, but then as the president of a company, whenever you make it public discourse and putting this out there, like, it's a lot of responsibility that you've now 
uh, a lot of it repercussions you've brought onto your company and the people that you that work there because you decided that you wanted to put out an idea on Twitter. Yeah, and that's the thing that it's, you know, you're saying like you're not going to support those that games and all this stuff, which is very valid. But it's like it's the same thing we have with Activision, where it's like, hey, those people working there probably don't have the same opinion, or that's, maybe they do, but yeah. they're not on Twitter talking about it. Um, again, you're, I think you're allowed to believe whatever you want, but it's fine. It doesn't bother me. But it's when you you bring it down on the people that you're working with. So again, like freedom of speech, absolutely, but you're, it's not freedom from consequences. So. Like, I kind of see where his point is, where he's like, oh, the whole, because again, it's very true. Everyone in the industry is normally leans that way, where they're like super against it. And they talk about it on Twitter all the time. Um, and he's the opposite. But I'm like, you, those people are also not free from consequences. They're just not getting them because a lot of people in that industry kind of agree that way, which is fine. That's how the industry works. But it's like, yeah, you're allowed to say this, but you, if you don't, if you if you don't want to possibly worry about consequences, just keep it to yourself and tell your friends and family. Again, I think he's allowed to believe it or he wants. Uh, getting in trouble for saying things on Twitter—that's the world we live in. So it right. sucks for those people there. But it's like yeah, you knew, you probably knew something was going to happen. He just was wanted to throw it out there because like oh, there's plenty of stuff I just keep to myself. It's like why start anything? It doesn't matter that much. But yeah, he he made a decision that now hurts everyone at that company because yeah. he literally in that tweet went after the other people in the industry for not agreeing on to his viewpoint. And it's like, you knew, you knew, like you knew someone was going to come back at you with this and you just it did it on purpose. It's wild. I think you're right that like the industry and your, like if you were a, uh, a conservative Republican Senator and you said something like this, no one's going to fucking think twice or say anything because of course you think that. And of course that's what we would expect you to, to say, but you're a politician. Yeah, it's fine. That's yeah, what this you're is. You're literally, these are the people you're talking to. That's fine. You are paid because people agree with your values and they have elected you to that position. But whenever you think about like, I'm in the gaming industry, I'm in tech, which generally tends to be, you know, leans a little bit left. Uh, if not a lot left, especially in the arts parts of it. Um, yeah, you got to consider your audience, man. That's like, if you, if you wanted to, maybe if you worked closely with, I don't know, the NRA and maybe gun manufacturers and things like that. And you wanted to say something that leans a little bit more, right? That's, you probably wouldn't get called out on that kind of stuff. But when you say something that's controversial and the opposite of all of these things, like there's going to be consequences. And I like what you said, it's freedom, freedom from, uh, freedom, freedom of speech, of speech not, not freedom, freedom from, from consequences. Consequences. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah he just can't know your audience, man. If he just didn't call them out, it would have been fine. If you just, if you believe that and maybe posted it on Facebook or whatever, it's like, oh, I agree. And this, but you got to be more, again, not even, I don't even, it doesn't bother me what he said. It's just that the, how unaware he was of how this was going to turn out. Cause he literally yeah. called the people out that he was, that everyone agrees like this, but I'm going to say this. It's like, you, you already know Jason Fryer's coming for you. You already know. <laughs> like, what are you doing, <laughs> <Yep>. man? <laughs> It's wild. So we'll, we'll uh, see if any more shit comes from that storm. That'll be fun for the next couple of days to pay yeah. attention to what happens with those. And like, it's, like I said with the Activision, it's like, yo, if you don't want to play their games, completely fine. That's your prerogative. But, uh, you know, there are more people working at the company than him. So you can make that choice and maybe not feel so guilty if you think about those other people. But again, we'll see. We'll know in a week or two how this company turns out. Um, That's it for the news. That's all, folks. Let's move on to Game on Game Show. The Game on our Game Show. We play a game called Game on the Gaming Show on our Game Show. Game, 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 game. All right, Adam. We've got a returning favorite. 
It's a game called, now flesh it out, now flesh it out, where we take two games, mash them together, figure out what the resulting product might look like. Uh, we've got three pairs of games to talk about. Is there a Space Jam game in there, by any chance? There is not. There, there could be, possibly, depending on Ooh. how we want to take these properties. Uh, the trend or the pattern with these three pairs of games is that one of them is a game that was shown off at last year's PlayStation 5 Showcase. Mm, I like that's this. coming up this Thursday. So these are some of the big things that we can see or expect. Or, or sorry, big things in comparison. Like this was shown off last year. How does it mash up with another game? So I'll go, to, I'll go through our pairs here. Our first one is Bug Snacks crossed with Roller Coaster Tycoon. Mm. What would the resulting game look like? We mashed Bug Snacks and Roller Coaster Tycoon together. You would make a theme park that is complete or a zoo that is completely predicated on bugs mixed with food of course so think about you know you, in roller coaster tycoon you're like oh i've got to make these these rides that the people enjoy for money da, da, da. but you're making a park that people are like oh you know am i happy eating this caterpillar that's made out of gummy bears or whatever it is <laughs> so you're making you're literally making a park so people can go eat animals so it's like a zoo you can eat. Yes, it is a zoo tycoon you can eat. <laughs> so it's like it's like you walk around a zoo and Red Lobster style, or like not Red Lobster, but fancy seafood restaurant, and you point at the lobster like I want to eat that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you go to the lion cage and you're like, that yes. one please. And they're like, great. And then somebody walks in there with a butcher's cleaver and. <laughs> it is a park management sim where you have to let people. Build environments and rides and things for people to kill food animals and enjoy themselves and come back. You got to make sure there's bathrooms everywhere. You know, that's part of the happiness. Got to make sure the line queues are good. And, you know, when people are going in there hunting their uh, hamburger uh, koalas, that they're having a good time. <laughs> I freaking love that. I would, I'm sure there's a Sims mod out there that lets you do that or a Zoo Tycoon mod out there on PC somewhere that lets you. Fucking just eat the animals. That was my favorite part of SimCity, was building up the city and then just choosing how you want to fucking destroy it. Disaster, like, disaster, disaster. Yep. Like I love eight it. tornadoes I'm at once, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this next one could be fun. Stray, the kitty cat game, mm -hmm. mixed with Alien Isolation. Oh, God. <laughs> That'll be... Okay. So imagine we're coming up. It's a dark room. We're, we're pointing forward. It's 60 frames a second. It's not 30 <laughs> frames a second. You are a person, first person game. Of course, okay. you enter an old lady's mansion, right? It's like a hoarder's house. And you get locked in and you've got, uh, you know, four hours until the security alarms are uh, deactivate and the police come and help you or whatever. And the whole time you're being hunted by house cat. Just a normal, just a normal house cat, but it, it murders you if it finds you. So think of a Five Nights at Freddy alien or whatever, but you're in an old hoarder lady's house and it's, it's house cats hunting you down. That sounds fucking terrifying. And like power's out and like you're walking around upstairs and you know the cat's just walking on the shelf of shit, the knickknacks and like a vase falls over and, you're just like, and you look back and it's gone. And he's like, oh my, that would be terrifying. Hearing purring coming from the vents. Oh my god! Hmm. I like this. I you got it. I love the setting that it's like an old lady's house too. 
Yeah. Because this I was full thinking, of breakable shit and spooky shit. Yeah. I was thinking specifically, I saw this episode of Hoarders where this old lady had legitimately like a mansion. Uh, she like had a business and bought it and then she, but she hoarded all her stuff in it. So, but she legitimately had like 15 rooms in her house kind of shit. But yeah, you're just in her house and there's cats. Everybody like, oh, I got to hide under all these old petticoats so the cats don't get me or whatever. And then like, you know, you're looking out and like they're, you hear purring and then you see little feet walking by. And then if you breathe too loud into your microphone, they jump on you and get you. I fucking Slash your throat. <laughs> Slash your throat. Cats are fucking terrifying, man. Yeah. I they didn't realize this when I paired these two together, but I guess like you literally could play Alien. You could play the cat from Alien going around the ship. That cat the is such s- an asshole. <laughs> I, mean, I watched that movie recently. He's an ass. He watches uh, old dude get murdered. Yeah. The first guy who ever is killed by an alien, he picks him up and he's just looking at him. He's like, bro, what's up? You shouldn't have looked for me. You should have kept on going. Yeah. Like, wow. We know from this old lady hoarder game that you just pitched that cats are lethal and they can slit your throat. Like, why didn't he just fucking go attack the alien and kill it? He didn't want to. He was so disinterested. Yep. <laughs> fucking cats. Uh, last one here. Miles Morales crossed with Destruction All-Stars. Hmm. Here's what we do, right? So you're playing Miles Morales. How many friends? The Fantastic... Well, yeah, definitely 60 frames per second. Okay. It's okay. it's fantastic. Uh, we're panning up from the bottom, the dark streets of New York. It's 60 frames. No, we're playing Miles Morales, right? We're up here. It's just the normal. It's Miles Morales. It's the normal game. And then on like Third Street at the bottom of the map, there's Destruction All-Stars going on. And we just ignore that part of the game completely because the game sucks and Miles <laughs> is so much better. So, yeah, let's pretend that there's someone's having a demolition derby at the bottom of the map. And then you just play Miles Morales instead. I want I want New York City. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like Looney Tubes. Where okay. it's like, you know, Destruction All-Stars is kind of like off-brand like like pop star twisted metal. Where yeah. like none of these characters you give a shit about, but they're they're all their own heroes and you run I'm the, the rock star. So I want yeah. like not Spider-Man, but like <laughs> man covered in spiders. <laughs> arachnid kid arachnid kid yes i want all of them just fucking beating each up beating each other up all over new york city and you gotta like hunt each other down and you swing but instead of webs it's like i don't know fucking grappling nylon ropes or not there you go nylon ropes they're all climbing they're all people who love fucking Mm. rock climbing and so they okay. got this climbing gear with them, and that's how in they scale the buildings in New York City. Yep, <laughs> and they're just punching the shit out of each other, and they're all wearing unlicensed Spider-Man gear. Yep, and there's there's a guy in a rabbit suit that's khaki colored that uh, <laughs> has all his teeth except for his front two. Yes. He's eating what was he eating? He was eating a stalk of celery instead of a carrot. Yeah, celery. Yep. What's up? What's up, guys? What's up, folks? How are all of you people? <laughs> nurses. Hello, nurses. Oh, no, he does say hello, nurse. So we can't say that. Yeah. I like this. The game is okay. more... Int- well, I think my game would be a better game, but your game would be more interesting. I think interesting. you're right, but yeah. Your game's more fun, that's for sure. That's it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for our episode 224 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you have homework. It's important that you do this homework. Go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. Uh, you can, for $1, you can join, become a patron. You can play with us on game nights each week. 
You can get really dope wallpapers. You can vote on which games we play for Barf. Speaking of, we just recorded Metroid Fusion's Barf right before this episode. So if you missed that live, catch that pre-recorded on demand sometime between now and the time you hear this episode. So I don't even know why I'm calling that out because it's probably going to come out tomorrow. So um, go check that out and uh, play Batman Arkham Asylum. Again, that game is on sale right now. The whole collection is 12 bucks on PSN. It's also on sale on a bunch of other platforms as well. So go play that with us this month as well. And that... Oh, here's a new little thing to throw out there. Take this week, and I want you to really think deep and hard about what podcast platform you listen to us on, because we know most of you listen to us instead of watch us. I want you to think deep and hard about giving us a five-star review on it. Mm, yes. And then I want you to think deep and hard and say, if it isn't Apple Podcasts that I listen to this on, don't worry about it. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, go rate us five stars. Because that's where literally like 99.7% of all of you listen to us on is Apple Podcasts. So just do that. Just do that. Go five stars. And then if you're like feeling extra credit, just go to every other service and subscribe to us on YouTube and all that fun stuff. Do all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually, that's, uh, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll add in if you don't give a five star review I'm going to take 15 frames away from your favorite video game <laughs> don't test me on this go give it a five star review you can even say something mean in the five star review doesn't matter as long as it's five stars go. I don't care Yeah. I will take frames away from Batman Arkham City Animal Crossing it. it's going to run like shit can't fucking wait <laughs> it's going to be bad <laughs> give me a five star review all right, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, here's our usual sign-off. Don't forget to go check out Jeff Keighley in that Muppets movie coming out later this year.